Let me ask you a question. What present are you most excited to give tomorrow, tomorrow morning? Maybe you might even give it tonight. Uh, what is that present you've been looking for? Uh, that right person that you just cannot wait to see their expression when you see the reality of them opening it. Uh, what present are you most excited to give? Com presents communicate love. Uh, I sure hope your greatest gift is for the one you love the most, for someone most special to you. But what do you give? What do you give to that person that you care so very much for that you want to give the very best? Well, you probably heard this. When you care enough to give the very best, what are you supposed to give? Hallmark cards. So I'm pretty excited. Uh, I got my wife a Hallmark card. I want to tell her, you know, hey, uh, sweetheart, I got something for you. It's really special. You know, I, I was wrestling. What, what, what can I give you? Uh, and I just can't wait. Just you picturing this, opening it up. And, you know, can you just picture you giving your wife this? And so open it up, honey. Open it up. I, I care for you. I, I want to give you the very best. And she opens it up and she says, it's a card. It's an empty card. You know, I was, I was thinking about maybe a diamond bracelet. I was thinking about maybe a really nice necklace. I was thinking about something really special. But for you, I want to give the very best. And, of course, that's a Hallmark card. There are pricey these days. If you not looked at the back of those things, they are fairly pricey. But let me tell you, I sure hope you didn't give the one you love the most just a Hallmark card. I mean, that's a nice thing. Don't get me wrong. I mean, again, I love cards, but really a present will communicate the way you love somebody. A present communicates worth. What someone thinks of you. So you really want to know? <laughs> They'll tell you tomorrow, right? And so, uh, guys, if, if you got that girl in your life that you really love and you got them really something special and it's, it's maybe it, it, it sparkles a little bit and they gave you a card, maybe you got a different relationship than you think you have, right? Um, so, I mean, it's going to be quite telling. And some of you might be in trouble. It's Christmas Eve. You better have gotten your loved one something expensive and something really, really good. Well, Christmas is the celebration that God cared enough about us to give us his very best. And it's such good news that God didn't just send us a Hallmark card to say, I love you. He didn't just send us a Hallmark card to say, I'm thinking about you and I really think you're very special in some beautiful poetic language. He gave us something so much more. He gave us his very best. He gave us basically himself. He gave us his own son. I mean, incredibly, God could not give us more. He would not give us less. So at King's Chapel, we've been going through this Advent sermon series called A Weary World Rejoices. A Weary World Rejoices in what God has done for us. And let me ask you a question. Is our world not weary? Are you not weary? I mean, I, I was just yesterday, I was, I was watching um, Home Alone 2. It was that bad last night. Uh, it was uh, lost in New York. That Kevin, man, what a mischievous young man that guy is, right? But, you know, I used to work in New York back in the late 80s. And to see New York abuzz with people with no mask, uh, to see what seems so normal. I mean, again, I mean, they, they had their problems back then. But I don't know about you, but I'm thinking, like, give me some normal. I mean, I'm weary. 
I'm weary of this world. I'm weary of this COVID. I'm, I'm weary of masks. I, I'm weary of the darkness. I'm weary of the brokenness. I'm weary of my friends getting scans for cancer. I'm weary about hearing about loved ones who have lost loved ones that are way too young to go. I'm weary. And I know you are as well. And yet, we want to rejoice, do we not? Don't you long to rejoice? Seriously. I mean, just even for a moment or two, just rejoice. But the reality of Christmas is that we can. Into this weary world, God would send his son. And he would send him to rescue us. And all the weariness that this world produces, he says, put it on me. I'm going to take care of this. And because Jesus came, no matter how weary our world gets, we have hope. Because Jesus came, no matter how weary our world gets, we have joy. And no matter how weary our world gets, we have peace. Peace with God and peace with one another. Into this weary world, God sent his son. That is good news that produces great joy. Tonight, I want to show you three things about God's gift of his son to us. God believes that you are worth loving. Hit pause. I know that many of you don't believe that about yourself. I know there might be some watching online that don't believe that you are worth loving. God, through Christmas, clearly communicates that he believes that you are worth loving, but there's more. Second thing is, God believes that you are worth rescuing. But there's even more than that. God believes that you and I are worth adopting, that God would make us his own. So tonight, we're going to start in the gospel, the gospel of Matthew, Matthew chapter 1. Uh, and hear God's incredible word to us, that he sees that we are worthy of loving. We're also going to look at John 3, 16. Many of you know that. And we're going to end in Galatians 4, 4 through 7. But let's be mindful. This is God's holy word. It'll never lead us astray. It's without error. It's beautiful love letter that he's given to us. So of all the things we do tonight, this is the only thing that we do that will be perfect. Because this is God's word. Here the word of the Lord. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. This is Matthew 1, verse 18. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to, betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, Son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but he knew her not until she gave birth to a son, and he called him his name Jesus. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. And let me read 17. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. And this is how Paul describes that blessed Christmas event 
in Galatians 4, 4 through 7. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will remain forever. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Oh, Father God, we thank you that tonight we celebrate your greatest gift to us. We celebrate the gift of your son. And God, as we unwrap that gift again tonight and examine who it is that you gave to sinners like us, who it is that you gave to this weary world, we rejoice because you communicate to us that we're worth loving, that you communicate to us that we are worth rescuing, that you communicate to us that we are worth in your eyes adopting as your beloved family. Oh God, I pray in the powerful name of Jesus that there would not be a, a person here that could leave here or who's viewing online with not knowing the reality of your love for us tonight. Because God, sometimes all we see is the weariness of this world, the weariness of the brokenness inside of us. And sometimes it's just, it's hard to love ourselves. And it's hard to believe that the God of the universe loves us. So God, give us ears to hear your voice that tells us you love us. Give us minds to understand your word and hearts that would embrace your love. And God, would you give us feet that would walk in a manner worthy of your name. God, the things that I say that are wrong are merely my opinion. May those things fall away and be forgotten. But the things that are said that are true and contain the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. God, use those things to make us more like the son you gave us. We pray in his matchless name. Amen. The first thing we're going to see is that God tells us that we are worth loving. God believes that you and I are worth loving. God so loved. It was out of love that he acted. God so loved the world that he would give his only son. And whoever believes in him, it's an incredible exchange. We believe in him and what do we get? We, we don't perish, but we're going to have life and life abundantly. And for those of us who feel disqualified and goes and says, oh, this can't apply to me. Let me remind you what scripture says, that God so loved weary sinners. He lo so loved weary sinners. That's whom Jesus came to save. He didn't come from the righteous. As a matter of fact, Romans 5, 8 will say it this way. But God demonstrates his own love for us. God shows us his love for us. That while we were still sinners, with Spain saying this, we didn't deserve it. Before we cleaned up. Before we got our act together, before we figured it all out, while we were lost, while we were hopeless, while we were dead in trespasses and sins, God says, I'm going to show them love. I'm going to show them love that they've never seen. I'm going to show them only love that God can generate himself. I'm going to show sinners so much love that while they're still sinners, I'm going to send my son into the story to, to save and to set them free. God says to all of us, you are worth loving. He's made us in his image, and he's made us to know and love him. And everything that separates us from him, he knocks down through the work of his son. God only says you're worth, not, not only believes that you're worth loving. Watch this. He says, 
you're worth rescuing. And to rescue us, God had to do three things. He had to find us, he had to live for us, and he had to die for us. Jesus came to find us. I love what Luke 19.10 says this. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. That's who he came for. The wandering, the messed up, the broken. He came to seek and to save the lost. And let's be honest. Where did he have to go to find some of us? <coughs> to some dark places. Was it not true? And where have we wandered? Where has our life of brokenness taken us? But here's Jesus. He says, I'm going to come and I'm going to look for the lost. And I'm going to go where they are. Why? Because I'm going to be called the friend of sinners. And I'm, I'm going to give up my reputation. They'll call me rabbi. And I'll be the holy one. But it'll be scandalous the way I love sinners. The world who turns its back on tax collectors and prostitutes, those are the ones I'm going to hang with. Because I came to seek and to save the lost. He's going to go wherever his sheep are scattered. He went and found them. That's what our Savior does. He came to find them. But there's more than that. He came to live for them. <clears throat> God is a merciful God. But God is also a holy God. That's the reality of what the Scripture tells us. And His holiness demands that God's law be fulfilled. And it demands that God's law be fulfilled by one who's fully man. That's why Jesus came. Listen to what Jesus says in Matthew 5, 17. Don't think that I've come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill them. Here's the beautiful reality. A lot of people think this about God. I'm hoping that God's going to be more merciful than he is judging. Because I've messed up. And I hope at the end of the day, most people think this. God's going to look do one of these. Good stuff, bad stuff. And hopefully... I'm going to be on the good side of things. That's not who God is. God's holy. And God says, the soul that sinneth shall die. God says, I, I, I demand perfection. That's the only way I can really embrace you. So Jesus came not only, watch this, to, to, to find us. He came to live for us. Because every one of us has the same condition. All of us. We're broken. All of us are sinful. None of us could, could live up to God's standards. And thus appears Jesus, the one born of a woman. And the one who came not to abolish the law, law, but to fulfill it perfectly. So that God's justice could be upheld. And God's mercy as well. <clears throat> All that we failed to do as sinners, Jesus perfectly fulfilled for us. <clears throat> Jesus came to find you. She's lovely, she's beautiful, and she brings me water. I call her Mrs. Jakes. Blessed are the feet of those who bring cool water. Thank you. Listen, Jesus loves you enough to come and seek after you. And the Father loves you enough to send him. Jesus loves you enough, listen, to live for you. And he did. But the story's even better. Jesus loves you enough to die for you. Because again, as I said, the soul that sinneth shall die. And that's all of us. All of us are sinners. But the good news of the gospel, listen, the good news of the gospel is that Jesus died as our substitute. He died an atoning death. So God could pour his wrath out on him. So watch this. So he pours his love out on us. 
I mean, it's incredible. He hung there on the cross and he would experience the wrath of God. He cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? You know why? So he could draw us in. Jesus explained it to his, his disciples this way in the upper room. John 15, 13, he said to a bunch of knuckleheads who were all going to deny him, and they are all going to scatter. But he reminds them this. He says, listen, greater love has no one than this than to lay down his life for his friends. And you're my friends. I'm going to lay my life down for you. No one takes it from me. I'm laying it down. I'm going to die so you can live. And I'm going to be resurrected so that heaven can be opened. And I'm going to live eternally so you can live eternally as well. God loves you enough to come and rescue you. And he's going to do it to find you, to live for you, and to die for you. But there's more. God loves you enough to adopt you as his own. Did you hear that passage in in Galatians 4? It's incredible. We have reason to celebrate. It would be enough that Jesus came to say, hey, I love you. It'd be enough to say, I just wanted you to know I'm here with you. But it's more than that. And wouldn't it be just great if he, he cleans us up and he, and he makes us new? But there's more than that. He says, I want to make you mine. I want to make you that the most precious thing you could be, a part of my family. God so loves us that he adopts us as his own. <coughs> Listen to what, again what this says. When the fullness of time had come, I love the poetic nature of that. It shows that time has a gestation period. All of God's promises had pointed to the birth of Christ. And when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son. Born of a woman. Isn't that kind of weird? Who's not born of a woman? I'm sorry. You know what this is saying? Born of a woman, it takes us all the way back to Genesis 3.15 and the first promise of the gospel. The first promise of a seed that would come from a woman who would make all things right. You see, a virgin had to give birth because it had to be of from a woman. And it had to be conceived by the Holy Ghost. And Paul knew what he was saying when he said, God, in the fullness of time, sent forth his son. And let me tell you something. She was born of a woman. And this was no ordinary woman. This was Mary, the Virgin Mary. And he was born under the law. Even he was the one who gave us the law. He was born under the law. Why? To fulfill the law for us. Why? So that we could be adopted. So we could be his. His sons and daughters. So that our hearts can cry, Abba, Father. God's amazing love for us. That we should be called children of God. Hit pause. God lavished love on you. That you should be called children of God. And in Christ Jesus, that is what you are. Rejoice, weary world. Rejoice in what Christ has done for us. And here's maybe the last thing that, with the nugget we take with us, God never grows weary of loving weary sinners. Did you hear that? God never grows weary of loving weary sinners. The last passage I'm reading for you tonight is this, out of Romans chapter 8. Hear these words, maybe for the first time. Drink them in deeply. Hear the truth of who we are in Christ Jesus. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, 
how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It's God who justifies. Who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us. Who or what shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or a sword? <coughs> None of these things. Knowing all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life nor angels nor rulers nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor heights nor depth nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Did you hear that good news? When's God going to stop loving you? What's going to separate you from God's love? He loves weary sinners. God believes you're worth loving. God believes you're worth rescuing. And God believes you're worth adopting. Welcome to the family. And he did a whole lot more and sent us a Hallmark card. He sent us his son. Do you believe that that God is worth worshiping? Do you believe that that God is worth uh, loving? I mean, unwrap the gift of God's love. Have you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? That's the only way you get in. you got to unwrap the gift. Give him your life. Give him your sins. Give him your sorrow. He wants them all. And place your faith in him. He and he alone is the only gift the Father gave us for life and life abundantly. And oh, what a gift he has given to us. Do you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior? May tonight be the night. Amen? Let's pray. Oh, Father God, our world celebrates Christmas. And most people celebrate Christmas and they don't even skim the surface of the depth and the beauty and the reality of what Christmas really means. That God would give a weary world of sinners his son. That God would love us enough that Jesus would come to rescue us, to find us in dark places, to live for us, to die for us and be resurrected so that we know that life reigns. But God, you did everything you needed to do to legally call us your own, to adopt us into your family, to give us your spirit that we could cry out to you, the God of the universe, we could cry out and say, Abba, Father, Daddy, oh, what a gift to be yours. Oh, Jesus, what a gift of your blood shed for sinners like me. Oh, what a gift of your righteousness that robes us. Oh, what a gift we find in the manger in a baby named Jesus, who's Lord of lords and King of kings. And God, I pray for anybody maybe watching online or maybe here that, that has heard the Christmas story but didn't understand the depths of the good news that made angels sing. May today be the day that they come to Jesus and say, Jesus, I give you my sins and my brokenness, if you'll take them. And by faith, I embrace you as my Lord and Savior. Unwrap the greatest gift and experience the greatest news that we are forgiven and free. 
and adopted in Christ Jesus. And it's in his name that we pray. Amen.